Hello. Hello, Yuvika. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. So this podcast is a bit different, as everyone can see. I'll remind our viewers that in the last podcast, Joe kept looking at me and saying, this is your show. You're on the spot. This is you. Well, lo and behold, look what's happened. No, but seriously, he's on well-deserved holiday. Uh, we forced him to take a break. But so we have his blessings. We have his blessings. Here. He's going to be here because he's always here. You know that. <laughs> he's never not here. Right. So he's uh, he's observing tonight, not yeah. actually talking, which is very rare. This might be one of the greatest hits where he doesn't say anything. So we're going to have to compensate. And and we're we're going to call this podcast Wine with Mike. Is there is there? And you. Oh, okay. So Wine with Mike and Yuvi. Yeah, well, it's not a scotch-based podcast. It's a red wine-based podcast. We don't have the appropriate glasses for that. We apologize. It's been a long day. It really has. <laughs> so it's going to be more of a subdued podcast. Right. So we're so, going to... Go ahead. No, no, no. You were going no, to say no, something. No, no. I was just going to ask you, what are we going to talk about well, today? Well, a lot of our viewers have been sending us comments and questions about the process, the procedure. They're very curious, not just about case law, because in a lot of our podcasts, we talk about the outcome in this case, the outcome in that case. But tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about the heavy lifting that goes into our wins. Right. And you've been doing a lot of heavy lifting a lot. recently. Quite a lot, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to talk about two particular types of applications, maybe three, that we often bring in uh, sex assault trials or with respect to either records or us getting our records in because uh, things have changed a lot since I right. started out as a lawyer. Uh, the gunslinging cowboy days are gone. Now there's so many hoops for defense lawyers. I think our viewers would like to hear about that heavy lifting. Sure, there's no sandboxing a witness anymore, or there is no like surprise. Nothing's a surprise in sex assault trials mm, anymore. Not anymore. So the way you have to prepare these applications, and I'm going to try and make the, you know, try and make this as simple as possible because they can be very complicated sometimes. We we're dealing with text messages, we're dealing with prior relationships, or consensual activities, or non-consensual there's just so much going on in a relationship and i certainly was not there so <laughs> well but let's stop there right why all these hoops now versus just showing up at trial and cross-examining the hell out of a complainant well because we are trying to balance the complainant's privacy interest as well as an accused right to a fair trial and it's it's a very tough job i feel at the end of the day to have to decide okay Privacy interests are at stake here, but at the same time, the accused has a right to cross-examine the complainant on relevant issues. So uh, trying to balance both, it's, it's important, and you cannot just come up and just, you know, guns blazing anymore in, in okay, court. So, so take us through a scenario. Client shows up, he's been charged, mm -hmm. and the first thing they want to do often, but I have all these text messages, I have... Uh, all these photos, I have all these Instagram messages, I have all this stuff, I think there's a lot in there that could help us. Can you just use it right away? Just, just, no. but don't, don't tell her about it. Let's just show up in trial. So, no. What's your, what do you tell the client? So, we have to work with you. We have to develop what is the theory of the case? What are the allegations against you? Whatever we, we're going to use, how is it relevant to an issue at trial? If, let's say, hypothetically speaking, the complainant says uh, in her statement, I had no relationship with this fellow, he's just some creep, 
you know, I, 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 you know, I just don't like him. Let's just put it that way. And I've had no relationship with him. But I have these bunch of messages and text messages and pictures with that are really intimate in nature. They're flirtatious. I may want to use that. You're being so polite. <laughs> Why don't you just say dick pics? Why don't you just say it? Okay. No, I'm, I'm going to be nice. I'm okay. going to be nice. And I'm going to put it nicely and sophisticatedly. Okay. You be sophisticated. I'll be half Joe. Right. He, he, you, you, yeah. You can channel Joseph. I'll channel but I'll a be bit the of Joseph. Version. Okay. You be ladylike. I'll be, I'll be Joe. No, but you, so, so no matter what you have, it has to be relevant. It has to be specific to an issue at trial. You according can't, to who? What do you mean? According relevant to according to who? That's just the procedure. That's the case law. Yeah, but who decides that? Who decides this is relevant or that's not? That's the judge. The oh, so, judge. so tell us what, how you get to that point where a judge has to decide It's that. a long process, a very long process. So let's say you're my client. You come up to me with a lot of stuff. I have to sit with you and review the disclosure first. I have to see what the allegations are. I have to de then determine what is your story. Like, what, I, what, what is it that you want to convey really happened? Did it happen? Did it not happen? What is the defense of the case? Mm -hmm. And based on what I hear from you and based on what materials you have provided, then we have to create, you know, uh, a narrative in the sense that, we, you know, whatever you want us to use, it has to make sense. It has to go to the allegation. It has to do something. It's about storytelling at the it end of the day. It is a storytelling at the end story. of the day. And that's why it's very important for the clients to be able to, you know, provide all of these items well in advance of the trial, well in advance, months in advance, because sometimes these, and these applications can be this thick sometimes uh, because of all the statements that we have, the pictures, the messages are thousands Slow down. Pages. You're talking so fast. I can hardly keep up. <laughs> My bad. I've been told George, I speak really yeah. fast. I'm sorry. And that's what Joe says. Oh, yeah, he yeah. says that to me, so it's my turn. I okay, okay. All right, I'll speak slowly so you can understand. I, I'll try my best. <laughs> I still don't understand all this stuff. It's crazy. Basically, it all has to make sense. I just, just to put it nicely, it all has to make sense. It has to be relevant. You cannot just show me a picture and be like, we have to use this and it's going to make sense. No. Why does it make sense? How does it make sense? Is it relevant? Okay. So Am what happens? You're making sense. That's a lot of you use sense <laughs> a lot there, but that's fine. Right. So once the applications are prepared, that you know we have something. The applications are heard in two stages. Wait, stop, stop. What's involved in preparing the app? Tell me the nuts and bolts. What you've been doing for the past three nights, where you say you haven't slept. I what know. is physically involved in these applications? Tell, take the readers through it, the listeners through it. So let's say, so there are two aspects of every application. One is the 276, one is the 278 application. And what does that refer to? 276 is basically prior sexual history. It's also a section of the criminal code, just so they know. Just so everybody knows. So 276 is basically anything which is not the subject matter of the offense. To, to, so let's say you've been charged with... Um, allegedly sexually assaulting or just you know touching somebody mm -hmm. without their consent right but you want to talk about hey we had a relationship for 10 years you know this is how we communicated consent mm -hmm. uh we spent plenty of nights together doing blah blah blah, blah abc blah, blah. now and that's blah, not blah, the subject blah. matter of the yeah. offense right that's not the subject matter so for me to be able to ask the complaining questions about it i have to go and you know prepare a, what's called a 276 i need permission from the judge mm -hmm. as to why is it necessary for me to ask questions to the complainant or rather put to her about 
their history. And not just that, it's also relevant as to you being able to talk about it as an accused. Right, when you're testifying. When you're testifying, because you cannot just sit up, sit up there, uh, you know, and just talk whatever you want. You can't just say, well, we like to do ABC in our no, relationship. No, you, you cannot do that. Uh, you need prior, prior appro approval from a judge. And this is why it's so important for us to know what was your relationship like? What, wh how long ago do you go? And when I mentioned earlier that I wasn't there, what I, men what I meant was, it's your relationship, right? When you are coming right. to a lawyer, you should be able to explain um, your life with this individual. And that's how we prepare prior sexual history. Is it relevant for me to ask those questions? Why am I? Why do I want to ask those questions? In what context do I want to ask about her prior history? Do you, do you find a lot of clients say, "What? I thought you were going to do all the work." Well, sometimes yes, but you gotta. You have to work with with your lawyer. You have to. There is, like I said, I was not there. I do not know what to make heads or tails out of the messages or pictures that you give me, unless and until you sit with me. And you explain to me, this is... The context yeah, of each this is why, inappropriate you know, picture. And, 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 you know, it's like, yeah, we, we determine what's relevant and what's not relevant. Yeah, our expertise will eventually come in and kick in as to why we want to use a certain thing. But you have to be able to explain. For example, if you send giving me a picture of yourself with the complainant uh, just at a birthday party, right. for example, why is it relevant? Right. How how is it relevant? How is it part of the story? If if for example, if she says that I stopped speaking with him and I'm I have nothing to do with him, let's say uh, March twenty twenty, I stopped talking to him. Mm. But some but this picture is from June twenty twenty. Right. I want to use that. Why? Because I want to impeach her. Exactly. Right. Because I know that the complainant is not being honest about certain things. And when we know how many... Yes, we do. So to yeah. use Joseph's favorite phrase, let's break this down. Let's break this down I was down dying further. to use that, folks. He says that all the time. So, clients come in. You're retained. You've put his or her case, well, typically his case, off for a number of weeks after the first appearance to get that disclosure. You get the disclosure. Eh, typically, a lot is missing. You ask for further disclosure. At some point, it arrives. You review it. Have the send it to the client to review. Then you have this meeting mm -hmm. where you sit, and the client's already dropped gigabytes of stuff on you typically this photo that photo this text message here's my phone um, you then have this meeting where you kind of craft the narrative with the client right so we've done that first heavy lifting mm -hmm. what's next well you have to go through the stages so tell us no they, they don't know the stage this is your favorite part like, before i even go through the stages i want to want to be i want to break this down even further i don't want to go go just go and talk about what happens in court no no we we're don't want to get into court yet since we're talking about 276 i did refer a little bit to 278 and Explain i just want to talk is. a little yeah. bit about that as well before i tell you what happens in court so another section of the criminal code another section of the criminal code so 278 is uh it's in relation to records of the complainant so let's say you have messages you have pictures in your possession it, that you know the complainant could have a reasonable expectation of privacy in. so let's say we have these messages and they contain some really sensitive pictures of the complainant well you, you don't it's not rocket science yes she does have 
privacy interest in it. And I do need permission from uh, the judge as to why I want to use it, how I want to use it, um, and why is it relevant. So pause, as Joe says. <laughs> uh, Joe, we love you. That's why I'm... Yes. So one side of the ap potential application is f for records that are in our possession right. that we have to disclose. Another side of it is records that belonged to the complainant and either she has in her possession or we have in our possession or both mm -hmm. right okay so or it could be records in possession of a third party i was just about to add that let's say give us know, an example of a third party record let's say the complainant is visiting her therapist and you want to know what's being discussed in therapy you have to you know and you you're like maybe it's relevant or let's say you think it's relevant, you want to go after it, you have to file an application explaining why it's relevant, what is it that, that you want to use it for, how do you want to use it, and the inquiry does not really stop there. Even if you are able to get those records, let's say you get the therapist to provide the records, you still have to go through you know, why the, the, the two stages that I'm going to explain to you right. just now. Like you still have to explain the relevance of it. You still have to go through stage one. You still have to go through stage stage two. Um, some of the re records could be sexual in nature. So do you ever get those records admitted? Well, I I haven't really gone after therapy rec records yet. Mm -hmm. I I don't necessarily see unless the need arises. Of course. Uh, I don't necessarily see the need to apply for therapy, you know third party records just yet in, in any of my cases so mm -hmm. far mm -hmm. but should a need arise and there is and if I have to use it I'm, I'm gonna apply for it do you have an example of a need um because most people CAS most records. people most people are gonna go nuts not our audience I'm just saying most people are gonna say you have no right to look at my therapist records or you have no or right say, to look at my CAS records involving no, my children sometimes it could be relevant imagine you're so dealing how? with a complainant who is uh, who's not an adult mm -hmm. but you know there there are some CAS uh, activities involved previously uh, in which you know the way the complainant or for whatever reason the CAS mm -hmm. is involved and the complainant Who's, who's the child has described their relationship with the accused to be really good, but for whatever reason he's dealing, you know, he's charged with a criminal offense. Maybe I wanna wanna to see that, you know, I wanna see how long ago this happened. I wanna see is there an overlap in what she's told CAS and what she's, you know, she's Perfect. telling uh, the police. So in some circumstances it could be relevant and you may wanna apply for it. Footnote, one of your cases, I think you had a case where the judge held that family law documents tell us about that before we continue because this one almost drove you over the edge i remember right. this phone call from you from court <laughs> right now it, it happened uh in a in a case of mine recently in which uh the trial judge did determine uh that the complainant's family law petition or application that she had filed she, in was public court it was a record and um and and one of the reasons that was provided was because as a member of public you have to give notice to the the parties that or the parties who are interested party rather rather let's say i'm um, just someone in the public and want to access the family court records so uh, there is a rule that says that you have to provide notice to the parties involved that we are accessing your records and that was one of uh, the reasons one of the reasons that was cited as to why it was a record and because there was emotions involved in the in the application so it was it was so she deemed it to be a record um but and she was wrong 
I'm sorry, it's a public document. It's right. filed in a public court file. Right. If I want it tomorrow, I can go access it. Right, you, and there is case law on that as well, which right. talks about the complainant not having privacy interest because, in publicly she's, filed. because he or she, you know, whoever has filed this application, you're filing it in, in court. The clerks of the court have access to it. Everybody. Other parties have access to it, and it's not necessarily private. You're, you're kind of waiving um, your privacy interest in, in filing it. So there is case law on the topic, yes. Okay, sorry for derailing you, but that case bothered <laughs> me because I'm sorry. We, we talked in a previous episode about the intersection. I didn't use that word. I think Joe liked that word. Between family law and criminal law, and we find a ton of valuable stuff in complainants' yeah. family law affidavits that we then can use in criminal can you, can cases. Use. And it's relevant, and it's sometimes it is relevant. very relevant that you want you want to, because maybe she's saying or he's saying something totally different in, uh, in family court. Well, totally. I had um, one case recently where in her family law affidavit, she indicated how, you know, she's seeking, uh, among other claims, damages, because that's a recent thing in family law, for her therapist and all the therapy she's had to undergo in criminal court i said so how much therapy have you actually gone to none oh i see okay right. next question okay sorry i derailed you rewind the tape to where you were ah so if you can remember i lost track so i think we were talking about this and everybody should understand so i just want to make it even more easier please so about 276 and we we're talking about this before the pro uh, the podcast started um when I'm explaining to my clients what 276 means and how to think about it. So let's say we're talking about a sex worker and there's something known as twin myths. So just because somebody is a sex worker does not mean that she's uh, more likely to consent. That's just common sense. Right. Um, the other thing is that just because she's a sex worker does not mean that she's less worthy of belief. Right. So I think that is the most easiest way to put it. So that's the twin myth that you cannot, you know. Put to um, a complaint. You cannot put to a complaint in that, oh, just because you consented to have sex with me on Thursday, so you consented to have sex with me on Friday. Therefore, I'm innocent. Therefore, I'm, no, that's no, right. no, that's barred. You, you're going to be barred from using that, that theory, that, that, that kind of right. thinking. So that's why 276 is very important. You have to go back, you have to think, you have to be specific, and you have to understand the relevance, and you're not supposed to go to the twin myths. That's 276 for you. 278, like I mentioned, it's the privacy interest of the complainant. It could be her therapy record, psychological, employment information stuff, which is very, um, there's a term that they say, um, is it like to her biographical core? something which is very wow. personal to the complainant. Yeah, so there's basically, if there's a lot of sensitive information in relation to the complainant, let's say social security information, I guess. Uh, Bio I'm still trying to get over that phrase. <laughs> there, is, there is this core. line, and I remember reading this, core? and I've just been trying to like wrap make your head sense around of it. it? Yeah, 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 I've been trying to wrap my head around it for a while now, but the most easy way to put it is, um, sensitive information in relation to the complainant. If she has put up something on um, social media and she's, you know, putting up and she's talking about it, she's waiving her privacy interest, mm -hmm. that's not a record. Or, well, at least you can make an argument that it's not a record. Right. And she has no reasonable expectation of privacy because she's talking online. Right. So that's 278. Now, jumping ahead 
And tell me if you want me to stop and if you have any questions. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here just soaking it all soaking in. Soaking it all up. Yeah. Now, it's funny because we do this uh, almost every day in one or the other case of ours. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's bread and butter at this point of time. Um, but what's, what's fascinating, I'll just pipe in. Like, a lot of lawyers will just fill out a basic template. Yeah. Oh, no, tell, no, Tell no. us that nonsense. No, I, I, I don't like, like to do templates. Each, no. each, of, each of your applications are basically customized handcrafted sounds like my applications it makes me laugh sometimes they're like four five hundred pages long and i'm like how did i write so much it happens no because the complexities of each case they're different right so because some let's say in some case you're dealing with uh, full-on sexual intercourse and you know varying difference of violence and a really lengthy history between the complainant and and the uh the accused some cases are not so complicated. They're like the touching, you know, right. like exterior touching and just uh, the, the, the amount that you would, the materials that you have in a short relationship may be very different right. in a long right. relationship. But yeah, you, you cannot use a boilerplate boiler application. Um, in order to be, be successful and in order to be able to convince the judge as to why your materials should be in, you should be allowed to ask questions related to it. Um, sometimes you win cases just based on your applications. Right. I have materials, Crown Attorney, please see that, you know, maybe there's some, um, there's, you know, some stuff has been omitted. Right. <laughs> you, you may want to see this. So freeze frame, what are the material, break, break down. Let's break it down. Let's break, it, <laughs> break down, what do these materials, cons- what am I paying for you to prepare? Describe. Okay. So there's a notice of application. Oh, so you want the names of everything. I okay. want to know the papers that I'm spending all my hard-earned money on you to prepare. What are they? Well, we have this whole, in, it's, it's an application record, which involves your notice of application, which is basically my entire argument in writing. Mm-hmm. An explanation of what each and every item is, an explanation of why they are relevant, how I'm going to be using them. I'm showing you all my cards. This is my defense strategy. This is what my clients pro- provided me this in is terms all, of text these are messages, all the messages, Instagram, and whatever. The items that I have. Some may, may say that it's a very discriminatory law that, you know, as an accused, you have to show everything in your it possession. It is. Not may say. I do say. It is. Yeah. Okay, let's go with that. It is discriminatory. <laughs> it is. No, but at the end of the day, it, it, it takes a lot. I don't have my application, which I just prepared today and it's because it takes two people to carry it that's why you don't have it here but go ahead that's my strength training (laughs) yeah exactly you don't need barbells you got your application application. notice of application complaining statements uh you know we get them transcribed we you know so the uh the the judge has a chance to review the statements before we break down the complaining statement as well because you have to if you don't you don't know what prior sexual history application you're making what is she talking about in her statement um, how are the messages or the pictures or whatever I have in my possession? I, I, I put everything in. Whatever I have, I put everything in. Because I don't want to be in a position where I did not bring it and then I have to be, bring a mid-trial application. Because you can. Sometimes yes. things happen in trial. Right. You don't, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't think so far ahead and the complainant says something totally new or some she says something and you're like, oh, I may have to bring an application right. to ask her that. Of course. So apart from assembling the documents that your clients provided you, there's also some 
client input. What does that look like? It's my client's affidavit. It's my client's story, my client's, uh, you know, narrative of exactly what happened. And, and how detailed does that get? Again, you're going to set me off on this reverse disclosure concept, but so how, what's, give us, tell us what's in there. What's in the client's affidavit? All the cards or just some of the cards? I would think everything relevant, it has, everything relevant has to be there. I want to, so if okay, I'm what the is judge. Again. Yeah, sure. If I'm the judge, I want to know who you are, right? I want to know what is your background? What was the relationship history? Um, and I'm just giving right. as an example of, let's say, a husband and a wife right. or a girlfriend and a boyfriend or partners. And, uh, you know, this was the relationship. This is what happened. This is how it went down. Or rather, it was going great. I don't know what happened with her. Right. But you got to explain everything. You got to attack each and every allegation that's been made against you. And, uh, you know, and that's well before in advance of the trial and you have to explain in your affidavit as a client that this is uh, yeah, a lot of people don't get that that's basically reverse disclosure right we are putting all our cards on the table and that's what i meant yeah. i'm not showing you all my cards here's everything i'm showing you everything and and the way i like to practice is i put in everything uh at least the, the items that i have in my possession which are relevant I don't like to be in a, in, in a position where I have to bring a mid-trial application. Right. So, you know, if out of abundance of caution, even if I'm not going to ask questions to the complainant about a certain thing, right. I'll get permission regardless. Right. And if I were to ask, I'll ask it in this, in this context. I don't know if I'll ask, but just so right. I have permission. Right. So you've assembled everything into this giant PDF. You then email me saying, Michael, how the hell do I reduce the size Come of this? Compress it for me, Michael. Send Compress it. Compress it so I can actually email this thing. Yep. I work my magic. What happens with that file next? So we have to prepare what's called the stage one and stage two. It does not matter if it's 276. It does not matter 278. Mm -hmm. You're, you're going to basically appear before a judge. And stage one is about whether certain conditions of the application have been met. Trial judge or could be a... I prefer trial judge. Why? Uh, because so, you know, if, if things don't necessarily pan out the way you want them to... You can appeal it. You can appeal, yes. It's not happened so far. Right. I've, I've uh, been fortunate to have trial judges I've and appeal this recent, trial judges. I've had this recent debate with some crowns where they say, well, you know, you can bring your motion in front of a motions judge and then uh, set. we can still set a trial date far, far away. And I say, no, because there is no right of an appeal from a motions judge. Yeah. I want my trial judge to hear the motion. Right. So then if things do go south, and they rarely do, as we know, yeah. that it's part of an appellate record. Right. Right. Simple concept, but a lot of people don't get that. And I think, and, and not just also from an appeal standpoint, but also from a standpoint of like, I, I, I prefer being in front of the trial judges because now they're familiar. Well, you're setting the stage. Yeah, and their rulings are given. You know, we guys, everybody, you know, the Crown and I and, and the judge, we've all like, the. We, there's something, you know, you need to know the rules of the game before you play the game. We know what we can do, what we cannot do, where we right. can go. Uh, the stage is, is prepared. Right. You know, all you got to do is just put, put on the show. Okay, so I've sent you back the file. You've served the crown. You've sent the email to the court. What's you said? Stage one. What is that? And then you. It's you not a real me, stage, right? You took right? me it's, a different to a different route, but okay, I'll go back. I know. I keep doing <laughs> just to keep keep us awake. So stage one is basically explaining. Hey, stop! Does the crown have to reply in writing to your application? Oh well, yes. Okay, and do they? Most of the time. 
most of the yeah. time. I, 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 I've not had a situation so far where they've not responded. Sure, it can be a situation where if you are applying, if you are preparing, if let's say you're getting materials from your client very last moment right. and you're applying it late, you're basically filing the, the materials late because of whatever reason, whatever you didn't reason. receive the, the stuff right. in time. Sometimes I believe the crowns, if they don't have the time to respond, they may, you, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I could be, uh, they, they can just make verbal arguments. I've, I've heard that. Yep. I've heard that. So, regardless. Regardless. Um, so, we're now at, we filed everything, half the, well, a quarter of the hard work's done. <laughs> we know half that. Half of the hard work is done. Half no, of it's it. only a quarter. There's no, more work. No, I, I okay. like to see it half. half? Okay. I so like to see it as half. Half the work is done, and now you're actually showing up in front of the judge. Right. To argue that stage one, which you've set months ago, no doubt. Yeah, and, and stage one is all about whether the materials are capable of being admissible at trial. Say it again, please. Whether the materials are capable of being admissible at trial. What does that mean? Any materials capable of being admissible? Right, but, but there are certain... You mean legally admissible? Legally okay. admissible. Like, they ha there are certain threshold that needs to be met, like... Give an example. And I keep saying this, is it relevant? Is it relevant? Yeah. I mean, it has to be relevant. Well, course, yes. <laughs> so that's an example. You know, it has threshold. to be relevant. It has to be specifically, you know, detailed. It has to be filed. The criminal code allows it seven days in advance of the motion hearing. We like to file it well in advance because that's just how we are um, and uh, there's one more thing that I'm missing there's one more condition but uh, th these are a few conditions yeah. that has to be met and basically the judge decides whether these the threshold conditions have been met okay so at the end of that exhausting half day or full day argument half day you will get a ruling or typically not well, you do. So, uh, so you the do. way I have done stage one, mm -hmm. sometimes I have, sometimes I've had just, you know, uh, my stage one has gone to a full day, even though we've scheduled it for an hour, because the oral arguments take longer than mm -hmm. written arguments. Sometimes what you write is not sufficient. Of course. Sometimes you have to explain it a little further. Sometimes it just hits you last minute as to, you exactly. know, why I want to use this for something else exactly. also. So. Stage one is done. Let's say you get a successful ruling. Your client hugs you, but you say, mm, we're not done it's yet. It's not done yet. That's no, no, no. We're not done yet at all. Exactly. We have so to go to stage next? two. So, same day or another day, typically? Another day. Okay. Typically another day in which, and it's even more interest, interesting stage two, because at stage two, the complainant has standing. Explain what that means. So let's say you know you you file all these materials. Uh, your 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 partner at stage two gets to get their own lawyer to make submissions. Who pays for that? Government. Okay, so appointed. the court appoints lawyers for the complainants. Okay. Um, and this these lawyers, the complainants' lawyer, they're not you know just so everybody understands, crowns are not complainants' lawyers. Right. Uh, for stage two purposes, complainants can get their own lawyer, the court appoints a lawyer, and what happens is that these lawyers can come and make submissions on whether or not they have uh, an issue with certain materials that we are filing, whether they oppose it, whether they're open to their admissibility, whether they are some open redactions. to being cross-examined on it, yeah. whether they have an issue with, exactly, some redactions that, you know, you can talk about whether or not I went to my therapist, but you're not going to ask me questions about what I spoke in my therapy. Mm -hmm. Fine. That's fine. And mandatory or optional? Mandatory. Typical. 
I mean, if it goes to stage two and if it is um, complaining, they don't necessarily have to appear in person or themselves. Their lawyers can appear on their behalf. No, but is that required? There has to be a representative for yes. the complainant. If it goes to, to stage, stage two, two and we are dealing with items which has uh, privacy interests like records or right. bisexual so history. So not optional for the complainant. No, I don't think so. Okay. Okay, so this new lawyer's shown up. You're now in the courtroom with the judge, the Crown, and another lawyer. What What's happening now? Well, uh, now is basically the battlefield where we are trying to explain to the judge why, you know, again, I, I, I make my, my arguments again from stage one and I bring it to stage yeah, two and I explain, Your Honor, this again. is the reason why I want to use it. Yeah, did you not hear I me am... the first time? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm much, much nicer than you, Michael. <laughs> Here we go. I don't go. No, but what happens is you you have to make your arguments. You have to convince the judge that I'm not going to ask her questions uh, that are twin bit uh, twin myth based reasoning. That's even hard to say after a while. Twin myth based. You reasons. can do it. Yes. Yeah. No, but let's say you know I have these messages in which she, you know she's the complainant. They've sent pictures of themselves that are really intimate in nature. Two seventy six is applicable. Why? Sexual content. Two seventy eight. Why? She has a privacy interest. So what happens mm -hmm. at stage two is that, you right. know, like I mentioned, the 276, the 278, mm -hmm. you have to explain to the judge why it's relevant. And I'm not going to twin bait miss based. But haven't you already reasoning. done that at stage one? You got to do it again. Same arguments, basically? Pretty much. Pretty so much. how do you change things up for stage two? Well, sometimes what happens is that, you know, you don't have to make as many as much arguments in stage one because a lot of people mix up stage two arguments with stage one. Mm -hmm. um, and, and sometimes we tend to forget that, you know, stage one, the burden is very low. Is it that right. the evidence is capable of being admissible? Right. Very Remember low. That. Now, second stage two is whether it's admissible. Higher. Yeah. Whether it's admissible, am I, am I, will the judge allow me to actually use it? If I want to use the complainant's petition, family code op, uh, application, right. am I even allowed to do it? It's gone to stage two, but can it go to trial? Right. Okay. So taller or yeah. whatever. A little higher threshold. Higher. Yeah. But you gotta, you have to be able to explain. And the reason why I said fifty percent is already done is because so much time goes in preparing these applications. And trust me, I spend hours and hours just staring at my computer sometime and just thinking, how is this relevant? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be asked this question. Be I better asked, have that sure. answer. And sometimes I, I need my clients to explain to me why is it relevant? How would it be relevant? Maybe what you tell me may not make sense, but maybe together we are able to come up with, maybe you won't think it, I will. And we'll come up with something that, that you know, yeah, I don't think about it that way. Right. And it is relevant. So, so stage two, continue. So stage two. Or take two. a sip first. Before, <laughs> You're making me talk too much. Yeah. Well, no. I'm, <laughs> we're 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 all learning. We should we should be learning from you, sir. <laughs> but because yeah, we've been doing these applications for so long, it becomes second nature. Right. Just second nature at this point of time. So, once you're done with stage two. Mm -hmm. And let's say hypothetically speaking, all your materials are admitted. Right. Off the trial you go. Off the trial. And then, again, a trial. Just because it's admissible, you still have to make sure that it's relevant. <laughs> again? I thought we just went through that stage one and stage I, I'm two. I'm just not going to put something up if it's not relevant. I'm not going to, you know, it has to be ru basic rules of evidence apply right. at trial. So just because, you know, you've done stage one and stage two, you can't just make nonsensical arguments. Just well, yeah, of there. course. <laughs> but you've, you've already, as you said, the heavy lifting's been done at sta right. by stage two. 
then it comes down to your cross-examination. You have to use those materials carefully. You have to have a game a, a plan of action, a game plan. Well, yeah, because the complainant's seen everything now. She, she's seen your cards, no? No, no. I, some, it it kind of depends. I've had different things happen at, dif at different trials. So, um, But her lawyer is served with the stage. Doesn't matter. Just because the lawyer has had it doesn't, doesn't mean I, he's... I seek a, uh, uh, I ask for permission that uh, only, and I've done this, sometimes I've fought and I've said, no, nothing needs to be shown. Just, you know, maybe give right. her a summary of what, you know, we've... Who are you talking to now? Her lawyer? Or I'm making crown? this argument to the judge. No, but that her lawyer not be permitted or... To, yeah, that her lawyer. There are two arguments here. Right. The first argument is, your honor, okay, stage one, stage two is done. Now, now that, you know, sorry, stage one is done for the purposes of stage two, please, you know, I want a ruling from you that you don't, the complainant's lawyer do not just, hey, this is the material, they mm -hmm. file, go through everything. So just so you know, I don't want that happening. So but isn't it likely that that's already happened? Well, everybody, you, you at least hope that there's good faith and the judge is ruling that the complainant's lawyer is not allowed to do that. And if you may, con you may concede to certain items being shown. Like, I don't care if the if the complainant has shown the family court application. I mean, she's well, she knows it. She's she filed it. Yeah, she has a copy of it. I don't care for that. But if she doesn't have certain messages that are only in my possession, maybe I don't want her to see it. But is there anything preventing, legally, her lawyer from uh, viewing that? A judge's ruling, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a judge's but, but, order. But see, but th at that point, you're already at stage two. Right. Stage one, you have filed your but massive I, Bible. But here's the thing. It's only when you go to stage two, right? Mm -hmm. The complainant's lawyer is, is retained. So at stage one, you know what's going to stage two. Right. And when I said I have two arguments that I make, one is for stage two purposes, don't show her A, B, C, D, right. for example. For trial purposes, I, I ask an order, Your Honor, uh, I know the Crown has to prepare with the complainant. Please do not show her A, B, C, D. That's, I make those arguments, depending on what the materials are. Sometimes it's really important to, to preserve that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's very important to not show the complainant. It, it, it did happen in one of my trials where I, I, I did make an argument of saying, no, I don't want to show anything. And, and the judge made um, uh, you know, did speak, she basically said that everybody, you have a right to a fair trial. Right. You don't have a right to a perfect trial. Right. Um, and but, it's but not. But isn't the cat out of the bag by the time you're there arguing stage two? It is out, but you still, but how, what does she have in her possession? Well. The complainant, or he has in her possession. The, the crown does, the court does. For stage two purposes, the complainant's lawyer does. Right, so pause. Mm -hmm. Why can that lawyer, why can't you, don't you assume by that point that lawyer said, look, here it is. Look, it could be so. Okay, it could be so. But when, when the person is under cross, you'll know. Of course. That's how you know. You cross-examine them and if they're very well prepared and they know what to answer and what to expect, maybe you put to them that they've had a chance to review the- uh, Of course you I know, would, you of, know me. Of the stuff. And uh, you've studied this inside and out, I suggest to you. <laughs> it's tiring. It, it can be tiring sometimes, like, you know, to to always make, you know, each case is different. Of course. Each all the materials are different. What strategy applies where what materials should be disclosed, should not be disclosed? How much do you have to lose if it is disclosed? You have to think about all of this in advance, which is why it's very important to sit with your lawyer, work with them and spend time. In, in preparing these application and providing the information. I mean, I prepare, you provide the information. So. <laughs> Again, what 
it just shows our viewers how much work goes into these 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 trials aren't won by our good looks um well <laughs> i knew you were gonna do that <laughs> no you're pretty okay here we go <laughs> Um, they're not won by our good looks. They're won by the massive amount of labor that goes in. It and, is. It and is it's exhausting. Just, it's it, the it tip of the exhausting. iceberg because then, you know, there's also not just putting the materials together. There's then the preparation for each stage. It's not like you're just showing up. Hi, I'm ready to go. You're like not sleeping the night before stage one, not sleeping the night before stage two, and then... You know, it just goes on and on and on to and trial. And there's more work after that because whatever Tell you, us what happens after stage whatever two. Whatever you have, you you are able to get through, right. you have to use that in your cross-examination. Just because it's in, you can't just really sit on it. You well, have to Well, then you have to craft a cross-examination. you have to craft your cross-examination. And, you know, you hope that, you know, the complainants are saying something which you can, you know, cross them on with, you know, with your materials. Right. So... Yep, it's a long process, <laughs> a very long uh, process, but it's what we do. It's what we do. Any questions? <laughs> I, I've been asking the questions all night. I'm wondering, like, do I have to break it down even further? Like, I don't know how much more. <laughs> You've broken it pretty. It's pretty broken down. It's pretty I think broken. so. It's broken down but, a lot. I, but the thing to remind our viewers is never, ever delete these messages. Please save them. Please, Please save God them. God forbid any one of you should find yourself in this position but do not ever delete yeah. text messages photos unless you look like a complete idiot then you probably should delete it but, but you know what i feel bad is don't delete stuff but you know what i feel bad is sometimes people genuinely don't know that a relationship well, course, is gonna go south of course not. you don't know that you're living a happy life now right. maybe two years from now it's going gonna go bad yeah you're charged with sexual you, you assault you buy a new phone for example right. you don't know i've had that happen with it's clients sad, where i've bad. asked for stuff i think i switched phones before you know and i'm like great yeah. There could have been a lot of good stuff there. So back up to iCloud, folks. Oh, or yeah, or Google Photos. Or wherever. Or back this stuff up. Not not WhatsApp like you know backing and you know, you, you don't sit there plotting out your the demise of your relationship. But not just, just that, but you know, so you, you have to think about it in the sense also we're not necessarily not everybody is technologically advanced. Not everybody knows how to use Heck, I don't even know how to use TikTok. <laughs> so, Let's not get started. On, Max so is the expert on TikTok. I don't even know how to use TikTok. I mean, I'm good at Instagram. But like, for example, you know, you're using Snapchat. The messages go after 24 hours. Right. WhatsApp, you know, sometimes messages go. iMessages. We once had a case um, in which uh, this was a sex assault of a minor. And the messages were, she... Something was, the issue was that, you know, the complainant messaged her grandmother saying, come pick me up because this happened. And we had a full record of her text messages in which there was no message sent whatsoever. Apple iPhones are different. Right. iMessages are different. So she right. sent an iMessage, which was not discovered on the actual uh, text messages that we right. sent. And our, that was something new. I had no idea. And I was a student at the time, so right. that kind of blew my mind. So Well, thank God we have experts available who can extract that data from the iPhone itself and from the cloud if necessary. Right. So you've just totally exhausted me now after all of this. I need to go sleep. <laughs> I, think, I think this is a good time to wrap things up. Yep. It has been very, very interesting. I hope we this miss is, you, Joseph. Thank we you miss for you, your Joseph, but, but, but thank you for Joseph being quiet. Joseph was channeling you very well. I was. I, must I say. didn't swear once, though. I don't think so. There will be no bleeps. The demeanor tonight, was folks. there. The demeanor, yeah. So we're gonna clink. 
Are we gonna barely drank a drink. I know I did because I was too busy. I was talking. I was talking. We got to we got to do the pillow thing. Where Are is it? It's all. It's yeah. This is important. Joe was so excited when I got these for us because. It saves a lot of hot air. We don't have, well, we still say it, but now we can visually donate? show it. No, I thought it Not said. donate. <laughs> well, we do accept donations and gift cards. Hey, if they want to send us Amazon gift cards, what the heck? Yes, but, that'd be but nice. Don't forget to like, like subscribe. Comment. No, you got it. The script sorry, is right there. I'm sorry, this is my there. first time. Well, okay, read it then if you have to. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, subscribe and, and share. share. Please share. This stuff's important. We just had a... Uh, intake today at a new client came in and uh, he just hadn't seen our podcast before and he it was an eye-opening experience for him and he's sharing it like wildfire please do the same have a good night bye